Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five. We're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show. Hope you're having a terrific Friday morning as we head into a big sports weekend as the Masters are ongoing. Tiger Woods at one under after a just unbelievably inspirational Thursday afternoon. Then you got UFC 273. You got the Warriors and their win over the Lakers. That's what we're going to talk about today. And then you got opening day for the San Francisco Giants as well as the A's. We can't wait here. Baseball is officially back. Not going to lie to you. Saw people would care a little more yesterday about the fact that baseball was back, but nobody really seemed to. Didn't get a lot of texts at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570. That's also the phone number. Coming up at 515, we're going to have the doghouse, as we do every Friday. The doghouse, we all know what that is. Kyle Shanahan had a doghouse for some of these players who weren't performing at practice. So you know what? We have our own doghouse. That's coming up at 515, and then we'll preview a little bit of what's to come at opening day. We'll take a look at the final roster for the Giants, and we'll also recap a little bit of what happened in yesterday's action within opening day. But I do want to get to the Warriors' win over the Lakers, 128-112. to Only a couple of games left here. The Warriors still one game up on the Dallas Mavericks, and I want to play this highlight This doesn't have anything to do with the Warriors because Klay Thompson was awesome. It looks like Klay is officially back. Jordan Poole, the streak ends at 17 with him scoring 20 or more points. He only scored 19 in this game, but the important number here are the 11 assists that he had in this one. The bench unit, 
appears to be sorting itself out as we head into the playoffs. I think we're starting to see a little more consistency with the rotations. I can't believe Steve Kerr is able to do this. He he set out to do it with 10, 9, 10 games left into the season. Him and Bob Myers, whenever Bob Myers would join this show, the morning roast, rather, coming up at 6 o'clock. Whenever they joined the morning roast, whenever Steve Kerr would join Damon and Ratto, they'd still be saying... Yeah, we've got some rotations to figure out heading into the playoffs. Well, it's looking like they're starting to sort themselves out. But here's the highlight that I do want to play, because this one makes me laugh. And shout out to Tim Roy for this call. But uh, Dwight Howard yesterday, I'm not a fan of Dwight Howard, but I do laugh at some of his antics on the court. Take a listen to this. Monk down underneath the basket. Spins a pass to Reeves. Over to the wing, Stanley Johnson. Attacks inside. Dump off Dwight Howard. Lost it. Ball loose. Back to Howard. Howard elevates. And he throws it down and rattles yeah. and rattles and shakes the rim. And it gets called for a tech. Well, when you do it three times, of course you're going to get a technical. It wouldn't be a Laker game if Dwight Howard didn't do something where you just said, what are you doing? He was hanging on to the rim and ends up getting called for the tee. Dwight Howard, man. And when he was knocking down those threes, I mean, it was a close game in the first half. But then by the time the third quarter rolled around, Clay Thompson continuing off of his monster first half. Jordan Poole starting to score a little more. The Warriors playing a little bit better defense. And the Lakers just not having as much energy after exerting a lot of it in the first half. Uh, But Dwight Howard hanging on to the rim. It's just, man... I know I, I I could see Willard and Dibbs saying this at 945 this morning. Well, rather, Willard and Madsen is Kyle Madsen is in for Dibbs. But I could see them saying, Dwight Howard, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Dwight Howard just hanging on to the rim. And then he makes that three. You know, and on the sideline, you got Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook going crazy. But... I had this in my head. I had this thought. I know he went three for four from the free throw line, but I have seen this guy flick basketballs into the hoop. That's what he does from the free throw line. He doesn't shoot the ball. He flicks the ball. That's what it looks like. And a lot of the time, it's a little too powerful. A little too much mustard on the free throw from Dwight Howard. So I think that instead, he should opt to, now you can go to the free throw line, sure, but he should opt to go to the top of the key and just start shooting uh, shooting free throws from there instead. Because he knocked that one down, and I'm like, that looked cleaner than any free throw that he's ever shot. All right, that's enough Dwight Howard talk for one day. But Clay Thompson is who we should focus on here because Clay Thompson, in his 33 minutes on the floor, scored 33 points on 22 shots. He was 6 of 10 from the free from the three-point line. He had four assists as well in this game. Clay Thompson, just looking like the Clay Thompson of old, not forcing anything. And Steve Kerr said after the game, I, I think he echoed this sentiment that a lot of us were thinking if you did watch Clay uh, on every single shot that he took. But here's what Steve Kerr said after the game about Clay. I thought he took two bad shots the whole game out of 22. I thought he took 20 great shots, like, and he moved the ball on. And when he wasn't open, he he just passed it. And that's really the key for him. He's such a great shooter that if he can take great shots, he's going to make them. He's going to get into a rhythm. Now he's going to be able to make the, the ones that are challenged. But you could see early in the game when we were not 
executing offensively, everything turned into a fast break at the other end. So if Clay is taking great shots, it affects our our defense in a good manner. So I just thought he was really looking for great shots all night, and it, it affected the entire game. Now, ever since the game on March 25th against Atlanta, that Friday night game where he went off for 37 points, now he's taken a couple of games off because they're on the second half of a back-to-back, so Clay wasn't going to be playing in those games. Uh, but in the games that he has played since that Friday nighter against Atlanta, he's been averaging... 29 points, 36 minutes on the floor, 46% from the field, which is pretty good, but he's shooting 43% from three on 13 attempts per game. Those numbers are starting to go up. And not only that, but he's averaging three assists per game in that stretch. So there was so much talk about Draymond Green when he would come back, getting back up to speed. Um, Clay Thompson, I feel like it's taken him a little bit of time, and there were there were a couple of moments on defense where he did get beat, and you do want that to improve. But his shooting is there; it's back. That confidence that Clay Thompson has is back, and, and that's what and that's what's most encouraging to me about his game right now is just his confidence to catch and shoot the ball, not trying to force anything on his own. I'd never seen Clay take so many shots off the dribble before. I'd never seen him do that. You know, normally it's just like you would like you would when, when Steph's on the floor, you run around screens, you get open, and as soon as the ball gets into your hands, you shoot. Instead of taking the ball up the floor and then just trying to create something that isn't there, and that's what Steve Kerr talked about in that clip, he only took two bad shots that entire game. Two bad shots out of the, out of the amount that he took last night. That's pretty good. Two out of the 22 bad shots, or two out of the 22 shots that he took were bad, according to Steve Kerr. That's a damn good number. But another thing that was encouraging to me is they are shaping out that bench unit. It's looking more and more like Jonathan Kaminga. I don't know what his minutes are going to look like in the playoffs. We talked about it earlier this week. Um, on Tuesday, because Bill Simmons of the Ringer thinks that Jonathan Kaminga could be that X-Factor, and he compared it to Kobe Bryant's rookie season with the Lakers, where Kobe only played in one game in the first round of twenty with 20 or more minutes, and then they started to unleash him in the second round. I think they could do that with Kaminga, but right now, Andre Iguodala... He played the most minutes on the floor, and I'll get to what he had to say about that in just a second because uh, uh, he had a he had a pretty funny post game clip about it. But Andre Guadala, Otto Porter Jr., and Gary Payton the second. It looks like those three guys are going to be getting extended minutes coming off the bench, along with the Menya Bielitsa, who had 15. But Iguadala had 21 last night. Otto Porter Jr. had 30. GP2 had 25. And Whenever GP2 comes in, he just brings a spark. Something to his defense. He gives the offense something to think about. If someone is going off on the other team, he's going to guard that player. I mean, the Lakers don't necessarily have a lot of guys like that, but (laughs) Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker, 40 points on the Lakers. Who would have thought about that? Who would have thought? Not me. Shout out to Paul Rudd. Taylor Horton Tucker with 40 points. But other than that, 
That offense doesn't give you much to think about when you don't have any of your starters on the floor like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook ended up being inactive uh, for that game. But the Warriors are starting to shape out this bench unit here, and I think the rotations are starting to solidify. And they'll figure more things out along with this week of practice when Steph comes back and how they're going to work through things. I'm sure Steve Kerr and the coaching staff are already talking about it, but there are still two games to go. But the thing that was encouraging to me was Iguodala. Because you need another guy, and I look at that I look at that one pass to GP2 for the dunk, which was toward the end of the uh, of the first quarter. There was about two minutes left in the first quarter. But it was a play which was a total team play. Screens were being set. Clay Thompson, it's looking like the ball's gonna go to him. You're giving them something to think about. But GP2 just runs down the lane wide open, and Andre Guadala has to make a pass that is precise. If you if it, you know if you if you pass if you pass that you know maybe a couple of inches more to the left, it's getting turned over. It was a beautiful pass by Iguodala. But the thing that's encouraging to me is when Draymond's off the floor, you're finally getting another guy in the same vein as Draymond who can play good defense, which Andre Iguodala has been doing as of late, but also can be the facilitator on offense. Can be the facilitator. But Iguodala after the game, because these are the most minutes that he's had since his return. Here's what Iguodala said after the game. I got 20 minutes tonight. Uh, I'm 38. And so uh, if he dies, he dies. (laughs) Yeah, at this point. Whatever. (laughs) And then he was asked what it's like to be a point guard again. It actually saves me some energy because I know how to set my man up and be a threat, even though they know I'm passing. But that day I have to honor me, especially when I pass to Clay or Steph. They try to leave me, and I'm cutting back door. Belly hit me with a cut down the middle, and then I hit Otto on the opposite side. And when I got the dunk, you know, they were kind of cheating off me as well. So I still know how to be very effective as a point guard. And they know I'm, they know I'm passing the ball, but still being in a, in, a, in a threat position to make them honor me. Now, I understand that these games that they're playing right now, they're not playing against teams that are trying to be competitive. I mean, after all, the Lakers are out of the play-in game, and the next couple of games that they got coming uh, that they got coming up here, they're going to be easy games. They should be games that you win. But man, toward the end of that game yesterday, when Jordan Poole was on the fast break, goes up for the dunk, and Stanley Johnson goes in for the hard foul. I don't know where JD's at at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570. I'm not talking about John Dickinson. Shout out to JD, John Dickinson. But there's someone on the text line named JD who's been texting in pretty much after every game the past eh, five, six games saying, is anybody else scared Whenever these guys go down, whether it's GP2 or like Jordan Poole, because when Jordan Poole went down and he was, you know, holding his wrist, grimacing after he got that hard foul from Stanley Johnson, my heart stopped a little bit. My heart stopped. It did. Then the camera cut away and it wasn't as serious as we all thought. And then he gets to the free throw line and he seemed to be fine. But there's been multiple times where that happened. So shout out to JD because because JD's been texting that in so much. Again, not John Dickinson, but listener JD has been texting that in so much. It was one of those things where it happened, and I immediately thought of JD. Immediately, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" 
<laughs> that was terrifying. That was terrifying. But nevertheless, he is okay, and they played a complete game yesterday. And by the way, this is awesome. It's looking like Kevon Looney is going to accomplish the goal of going to 82 games, playing all 82 games in the season. Knock on wood here, but I think that Kevon Looney is going to do it, and he's playing physical basketball. They're going to need him for the playoffs. But congratulations here, man, because it's 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 looking like more it's looking more and more like it's going to happen. But it was a big win. It was a big win. The Warriors remain in that three seed. And uh, it's it's shaping out right now within the standings that the Warriors are going to remain in that three seed. And really the question is, what's going to happen with the Jazz and the Nuggets? Because I think the Warriors can win these next two. All they got to do is beat the Pelicans and the Spurs, who don't really have much incentive right now to win games. I think they're just focused really on the play-in game that's to come for the play-in tournament. But right now, the Warriors are a game up on the Mavs, so they have to win out in order to remain in that spot. But the Jazz and the Nuggets are in a race right now for the sixth seed. So it could be Denver or Utah. I'm liking both of those matchups, and if you remain in the three seed, that means you'd be playing the Memphis Grizzlies in the next round, and I'm liking that as well. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, coming up next, the Doghouse. 888-957-9570. Who from sports, who from your life, whoever you want, who is in your doghouse for this week? 888-957-9570. We'll get to that next. Stephen Langford did on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Before we get to the doghouse, we got a couple of texts here at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888 
from the 510. Yes, JD got back. I'm telling you, JD's been texting in for the past five or six games. It's probably been a copy or pa- uh, copy paste text, JD. I know what you're doing. I do that. Have you, have you ever have you ever like written a joke through a text and you've sent it to a, a sing, uh, an individual, just someone, just a singular person, and you're like, you know what? Someone else needs to hear that joke. Then you text other friends and you just copy and paste that exact same text. Has anyone done that? I do that a lot. Can you tell? Uh, but JD's been texting it and, and saying that, you know, it's it's terrifying when some of these guys go down with injury. We've seen it, or at least with what looks like an injury. We've seen it with GP2 before. We saw it with Jordan Poole last night on going up for that dunk in a meaningless time in a game when really all we were watching out for was whether the Warriors were going to cover that minus 14 that they were favored by in the game. Now, they ended up doing that. They won by 16, so there you go. Boom. Shout out to the Warriors. (laughs) Shout out to anyone who took the Warriors last night. But man, that Jordan Poole injury, at least what looked like a wrist injury, terrified me when Stanley Johnson went up to go for that tough foul on the uh, fast break dunk, or what looked like it was going to be a fast break dunk. But shout out to Jordan Poole, 11 assists last night. The streak ends at 17, scoring 20 or more points, so we need to give him a round of applause for that. But the 11 assists is what we need to pay attention to, and I think that a lot of the doubters who are saying that he can't facilitate, well, that's all he was doing in that first half. And I'm, and I'm glad. You know, he's not just out there hunting records. That's not what Jordan Poole's about. Although we did see that in the 17th game. He went up and got that 22nd point. He made sure to notch that one up. But Jordan Poole ends the streak. He had 19 points last night. But it was it was scary. And then the then I forgot about this one, but the 5-1-0. How about when Draymond went down and was holding his wrist? I forgot about that. These wrist injuries, man. You can't take it anymore. Just get rid- stop the wrist injuries, please. Oh, man. All right. We're getting a lot here at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570 for the doghouse. And that's what I want to get into right now. We do this every Friday. Used to be in the middle of the week, but now that we did that because it was football season and, you know, it's still fresh earlier on in the week. But now football season is over. We have made it to Friday. So who is in your doghouse for this week? It could be someone from sports. It could be someone from it could be someone from your life. I got a couple that aren't from sports. I got a couple of other people. Like yesterday, there is a driver on the streets of Embarcadero that is absolutely in my doghouse. But first, I want to go to Mitch in New Jersey who has someone in his doghouse. What's going on, Mitch? Hey, Steve. Hope everything's well. Yep. Uh, I would say, uh, how are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Thank you. I got a day off, finally. You got a day off? Um, nice. Finally, yeah. I've been able to call you lately. No. Yeah, man. Come on. I, I missed you. I missed you, Mitch. I know. I used to, I used to ask for, you know, extra beauty on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's why I would, you know, get to work like 10 to 9. <laughs> that way, you would listen to your show. Um, but in the, in the hope that I, I won't be able to hear or even talk, you know, while I'm working. Get to the doghouse, Mitch. Get to the door. <laughs> I see it. I say a corner. Why? Why is he making drama? 
And he, he's just a rookie. He's not a rookie, but he's a, he's great. The Lions have some lineup, but making a big jump with Freddie Freeman. Oh, you're oh. you're saying Ronald Acuna? You're saying Ronald Acuna Jr. Junior, not senior. Yeah, junior. yeah. Give, give a little um, to Freddie Freeman. I mean, Freddie, you know, he chased the money. Dodgers offer more money. I don't know what Randy was thinking. Right. But um, Dodgers gonna have some team this year. I talk to you later. See you. I appreciate I appreciate your phone call, bitch. And he is talking about this latest clash between Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna Jr. Of course, both of them with the Atlanta Braves. Freddie Freeman now is with the LA Do- LA Dodgers. Um, and there were there was a report that there were some clashes with those two back when they were with the Braves. And to me, those reports are just. When I when I looked at that, I just thought, okay, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? He's gone from the team. Now, if they were on the same team, you know, and we're talking about the World Series champion Braves, okay. Like I, I, I can I can see there's something to that, but now they're on different teams. I don't care. I don't care that those two clashed. That's what athletes do. They clash. And speaking of which, on Thursday, Acuna uh, Acuna responded to it. And said there wasn't anything to make of those comments. Everything is being overblown, as it is in sports media. You know, when there's one report, we all go crazy about it. But really, where I'm at, I don't care. I I don't care about that. You know, so what? Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman clashed. Okay. What am I supposed to make of that? We're getting some at the Xfinity Mobile text line here at 888-957-9570. Please feel free to weigh in. Who is in your doghouse for this week? It could be someone from the world of sports. It could be someone from your life. It could be someone from pop culture. Whoever it is, believe me, there are a lot of people who had uh, Will Smith in their doghouse after the little Oscars clash. Now, that's a clash. Did that happen with Acuna and Freeman? Did one of them go up and slap the other? <laughs> Keep my name out your mouth. Um, but here's my first one before I do get to some of the texts. Uh, my first one, and this does have something to do sports related. I understand that the announcers for the Masters, the commentators, are supposed to be doing their job. And they're supposed to take every angle, right? But when Tiger Woods is walking up to go check out his shot on the 18th after having an unbelievable round. A round... Even if he would have just hit even, hit for par, it's still unbelievable. I mean, this dude, we all know the story of Tiger Woods by now. But I'm hearing yesterday, and I'm, I'm watching the featured groups. I'm on ESPN+. Plus. I'm watching the featured groups, and I'm watching Tiger. They're talking about how when he's walking up to go look at his shot, to see where he needs to put it on the 18th green. It was his second-to-last shot. They're saying... Oh, that leg's going to be tired walking up there. How is that going to how is that going to affect him tomorrow? I'm like, can we wait to say something like that? Can't we just appreciate the moment that we're in instead of having to look at the negative part about it? They, I mean, granted they were talking about how amazing the round was and, and and giving all sorts of thoughts on it, but just just lay off for a second. Just let it be what it is. Let let it be what it is. Just let him walk up. Go check out the green. You don't need to talk about how tired he's going to be after walking up. Oh man, I wonder I wonder how that leg's gonna feel after doing that. And remember, it is tiring walking up and down the 18th fairway. Okay. Fine. Just let us have this. It's Tiger. 
It's one of the most historic thing that's are, things that's already happened in sports. Now, if he wins, if he's going into Sunday and he's fighting for the top of the leaderboard, that'll be even more amazing. It's just, it's the first round. Can we bring it up tomorrow? I don't know. Just, just you didn't need to do it on the 18th hole. That really, that really got to me. I'm just like, come on, man. I, I don't, I don't know the name, so I can't really, you know, just call this person out. I'm just like, let it, let it sit for a second. Just let it, let it be. Let the moment be. But we're getting a lot here at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570. Of course, if you want to be like Mitch and call in, feel free to do that. From the 510, LeBron is in my doghouse for making a comment that caused every local sports talk radio host debate the utter nonsense of him coming to the Bay. No, Butcher Boy, it is not happening. That's from the 510. Look, it's it's, it's going to give you something to talk about. And quite frankly... That I mean, five one zero. I you text in a lot, but when I was doing opening day talk, nobody wanted any part of that. <laughs> nobody wanted any part of that. But you say LeBron to the Warriors, phone lines light up. <laughs> so so you know, people people do want to talk about it. But I do understand where you're coming from. I got I got very I I got very frustrated with that with that conversation because. We took it in a way, too, where he's saying in the shop, it's like, oh, I'm going to try and play with Steph Curry. I'm going to do everything in my power to try and play with Steph Curry next year. No, he was asked who he'd play with if he'd wanted to, and he said Steph. And I think that's just a uh, that's just a compliment right there. I don't think anything's going to be going to happen with it. Hell, if the Warriors didn't want to keep Kevin Durant around, Kevin Durant... I mean, why would LeBron LeBron? Why'd you have to do that, LeBron? And you know what? Normally, I wouldn't put this guy in my doghouse. Let's move on here. Talking about this dude. I just want to be done with the Lakers and and put them on the back burner. Talk about them next season because they're done. They're out of it. I don't care about them anymore. But Debo, Debo Samuel yesterday causing an uproar, unfollowing the 49ers on Instagram and then refollowing them. Debo, why'd you have to do that? Why'd you have to go and do that? Because it's the same way that JD, or uh, excuse me, not JD, uh, from the 510, the same way that the 510 was talking about the LeBron situation, that's how I felt about the Debo situation. Because you are bringing in a conversation to sports media that's not going to happen. Debo is going to get a contract extension. He doesn't need to fall into that trap of, oh, Kyler Murray type stuff where he's unfollowing the team, deleting all posts with him in a 49ers uniform and all that stuff. It's like, why you gotta do that? It's a weird bargaining chip, isn't it? Very odd. From the 415, this is from Manny. Also in the doghouse, the person who broke into my car the other night, welcome to San Francisco. How dare they? From the 415, this is from Sean. Waiting for a parking spot in the driver, checking texts, emails, putting on the makeup before he or she pulls out of the spot. Here, I got an issue with a driver. This driver is in my doghouse, and the way I put it in my notes, dude in his car yesterday. But there was a guy. Now, as you wait at Embarcadero, if anyone's been on Embarcadero before, I'm going towards the Bay Bridge, okay? So picture this. I'm on Embarcadero. I'm heading towards Bay Bridge. I'm heading south, right? We are talking south. Okay, yeah, I'm headed south. <laughs> I just want to get my directions right. Don't want to sound like an idiot on air as much as I already do. 
But we're waiting at the light, very calmly. Now, there's a bike lane on the right-hand side, and there is some space for cars to go there, right? But cars aren't supposed to go there. It's for bikers. There's a sidewalk right, right there. That's not where cars are supposed to go. Cars are supposed to stay in the lane. So we're just sitting there at the red light, okay? The red light, which is a big intersection, and you you know how it is in San Francisco going down Embarcadero. The crosswalks are big. It takes a lot of time. They need to put like 30 seconds on each crosswalk thing, crosswalk signal, whatever. So we're waiting at the red light, and this dude comes running around, running around, driving around everybody who's waiting at the red light, runs the red light, puts everyone in danger, crosses the intersection, then continues down the right-hand lane. And I don't know where he went after that, but my jaw dropped. So if you are in your car and you do that, you are officially in my doghouse. From the 925, John Fisher and Dave Cavill in the Perma doghouse. From the 415, again, Manny, John Lynch and company are in my doghouse for their off-season ineptitude. (laughs) From EJ from Brentwood, my wife Karen is in my doghouse because she's snoring peacefully while I wake up at 3.30 in the morning for work. (laughs) Yeah. EJ, I, I woke up my girlfriend Jesse this morning, and she's sending me Instagram posts at like four thirty. You know, I I, I, I try to leave around three thirty, three forty-five. You know, in between that time. But when she's sending me Instagram posts, I feel terrible. I don't want to wake her up. It's her day off today. I don't want to wake her up, but I did anyway. <laughs> you do get jealous though when they're just they look peacefully sleeping. Feel like you could still be doing that too. <laughs> oh man, it's opening day. The Giants are back. Xfinity Mobile text line triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Are you excited? What are you taking with the over under? Eighty five and a half is the win total for this year. They won a hundred and seven games last year. Can they hit that over? We're going to take a look at the opening day roster and what we should expect. That's all coming up next. Plus a couple of cool moments yesterday to happen from opening day around the league. We'll get to those moments as well. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show ninety five seven the game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Uh, I think it's appropriate. I'm playing a song called Save That Money. When the Giants didn't want to spend a damn thing this offseason. Save that money, baby. I don't know if that's going to help in the playoffs, but hey, the trade deadline's around the corner at the end of July. <laughs> the Xfinity Mobile text line at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I want to know from you. I just need the over or the under today. Of course, you can text in anything else you want about opening day. There's something about opening day. I'm stoked on it. It's five forty in the morning. But the over under for the Giants this year is at eighty five and a half. Now, if you're an A's fan, of course, feel free to weigh in as well. The over under is at 70, 70 and a half. I gave you five overs over win totals that you should have taken yesterday. 
And the A's at 70 and a half. That was my number one. I think the A's could get 71 wins. I really do. That's where I'm at. If you don't believe me, then fine. Whether you're an A's fan, a Giants fan, whatever it is. But I'm, I'm excited about today. Logan Webb versus Sandy Alcantara for the Miami Marlins. Alcantara, a very good pitcher. But we had some moments yesterday. Because this is something to me. It makes baseball... There, there's always these little connections with baseball. You know, there's that line in Moneyball, I always say. It's Brad Pitt. How can you not be romantic about baseball? It was a solid impression. I'll give that one a three. Uh, but there was a moment yesterday because the Diamondbacks and the Padres were playing. And it was a relatively uneventful game as far as offense goes. You know, not much happening. I think the over-under was set at nine? Or was it at nine and a half? But it was a, that's, a, that's a lot of runs. Now, it was a 2-1 game in the bottom of the ninth inning. And listen to this call, because the call says everything. Listen to the name of this batter, because the Diamondbacks ended up beating the Padres. But listen to this. Seth Beer, fly ball, right field, it's National Beer Day! Good night, everybody! <laughs> oh, you couldn't have scripted it any better. Seth Beer wins it on opening night. Wow! Now check this out. Listen to this again. Seth Beer, fly ball, right field, it's National Beer Day! Good night, everybody! (laughs) Oh, you couldn't have scripted it any better. Seth Beer wins it on opening night. Wow! They're not kidding. They are not kidding. It was National Beer Day yesterday. It was National Beer Day, as well as National Coffee Cake Day, National No Housework Day. What? It was National No Housework Day? (laughs) What the hell? You're just encouraging people to not clean their homes? That's weird. National No Housework Day. How about that? But it was National Beer Day, and Seth Beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks hits one out when it's a 2-1 game. There were runners on second and third, and he crushes it to right. And everyone is going crazy. And how appropriate is it that he did it when you have, and Andrew Baggerly pointed this out, shout out to Andrew Baggerly, Giants insider, as you know. He pointed out, though, how appropriate is it that on the first day of the National League having a DH, how appropriate is it that Madison Bumgarner, the guy where there's a famous picture of him chugging four beers at once after the Giants won the World Series. Man, I miss that guy. Chugging four beers at once. And Seth Beer is the guy to do it when pitchers aren't hitting. There's just so many connections in baseball. My goodness. Oh my gosh. Seth Beer hitting that one out. But a couple of other cool moments to happen uh, in yesterday's action was... Shohei Otani, the Otani rule. Now I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock anybody, but I'm seeing this on Twitter, go, making the rounds, and all the national baseball accounts are posting it because baseball's trying to make themselves more popular through social media. But they're saying that Shohei Otani is the first player ever 
to pitch in a game and hit in a game as a DH. Well, no bleep. Of course he is. The rule was made for Shohei Otani. It's called the Shohei Otani rule. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's not officially called that, but that's what they call it within the biz. So, of course, he's going to be the first player to do that. The rule was made for him. It's nothing new. <laughs> oh, man. This is, they need to work. The first player ever to do that. Wow, what a milestone. Duh. Shohei Otani. And then seeing Albert Pujols presented in a Cardinals uniform. He is back. He's going to retire where it all started, where he made his presence felt. And, you know, I, I can't wait till he hits one into, what do they call it? What do they call it in left field? Is it Big Mac land or something like that after Mark McGuire? I believe that's what they call it in left field. But, man, just seeing him, it brings a, it brings a sense of nostalgia to the game. And I, I just can't believe it. And you're just like, wow, Albert Pujols. Can't believe he's in his late 30s now after we'd seen this dude grow up with the St. Louis Cardinals. So just a couple of cool moments to happen on opening day yesterday. Um, you know, seeing, uh, seeing Bumgarner out there, he was dealing. That was great to see. Watching you Darvish throwing darts, you Dartvish, he's throwing 97 miles an hour. I was like, what? But we do need to focus on the Giants here at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. But I'm excited for this season. Now, I want to know from you, the over-under, it's at 85 and a half. Now, you can hit me, if you're an A's fan, you can hit me with the over-under there. Do you think they're going to go over, or do you think they're going to go under? Do you think, like Sean Estes said on NBC Sports Bay Area, that it's a disrespect to the Giants that they are setting the line at 85 and a half? Getting 86 wins for a 107-win team should be easy, right? Well, I don't really know. I don't know until... We actually see the games and what happens. Because last year, you had this beautiful mix of offense, defense, and pitching. Each game, there was something different that you could point to. When it was a high-scoring game, you'd say, Oh, the bats woke up. The bats are what won them that game. When it was a low-scoring game, you could point to the defense. The fact that there were some really... Nice plays out in the field. Smart, fundamental plays that could have made a difference in the long run. Run-saving plays on defense. Some games it would be the bullpen. Some games it would just be, hey, Logan Webb went out there and gave you seven strong. That's what I point to when I'm looking at that fourth game against the Brewers. I'll I'll never forget that one in that 107-win season when it looked like The Giants and the Dodgers, the Giants are starting to reel. They're starting to get back to where everyone thought the Giants were going to be. They lose three straight to the Brewers in a four-game series in Milwaukee. And then in the fourth game, what you needed was a terrific start from Logan Webb, and that's what he gave you. So there was a mix. There was a mix. And I'm wondering this year what that mix will be. And and, and I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of worried about the offense and what they're going to bring. 
Now, George Contos yesterday was on the station, and he had this to say about what the strength of the team will be this year. You know, all of the teams that I was on, the 12 and 14 World Series teams, starting pitching was what led the way for us, and a solid a solid bullpen and timely hitting and good defense. And I think that that is exactly what this Giants team that we're going to see this year is going to lean on. Great starting pitching, a solid bullpen like they had last year, and timely hitting. And, you know, you hope that the guys like, like Belter and, and Craw – and uh, Longoria, when he comes back, you, you hope that they can um, match the seasons or kind of pick up where they left off from last year because they were awfully dangerous last year, even on offense. Um, but I think the heart and soul of the team, and I'm a little biased, obviously, because I was a guy who was standing 60 feet, 6 inches throwing the ball. Uh, but I think the starting rotation and the pitching staff is really what's going to have to carry the team again this year. And it will. It will. I think that is the strength of the team. I know George Conto said he's biased, but... That's the thing that I have that that I'm most hopeful for. I think Rodone is going to be awesome. Now, granted, you're catching him at a time when he has had Tommy John before and he has had some injury history. But if he remains healthy, I think he can be very good for the team. Logan Webb is going to be a Cy Young candidate by the end of the year. I truly believe that. He's up there right now already as the ace. Anthony DiSclefani... We forget how good Anthony DiSclefani was when he wasn't playing the Dodgers. I mean, outside of playing any other team, you remember that crazy stat where it was when he faces the Dodgers, he has over a 10 ERA, but when he faces any other team, he has a sub-2 ERA? Now, the Dodgers are the one team that you need to beat this year. That's the one where you want him to, to step up, but to get you through 162, you got to face other teams also. And Anthony DiSclefani can give you some good starts there. Alex Wood. I don't know how it's going to be mixed up in the starting five. I don't know how it's going to go with Alex Wood probably being the three and then Anthony DiSclefani being the four. I don't know if they want to go righty-lefty, righty-lefty, because you're getting some, you're, you're getting very different pitchers, too, when it comes to the righty-lefty situation. With Logan Webb, you're getting a guy who can throw hard but can throw with a lot of movement. Anthony DiSclefani just has pinpoint accuracy when he's on. In, in Rodone, you got a really hard-throwing lefty who also has some breaking ball stuff, some good breaking stuff, but also Alex Wood who works very quickly and barely throws fastballs. So I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. From the 510, radio on this station during baseball season, going to be hilarious. Giants about to be horrible. Had a fluke season. Back to reality. You know what, 510? I... I hope that I'm hilarious. That's what I try to do. I try to make you laugh. I mean, if, if, if just sports, if teams losing in sports is what's hilarious to you, then totally fine. I'm a jokester. From the 408. <laughs> That's terrible. Win total is low because we lost Brian and Posey. No doubt. No doubt. And from the 510. 69 wins for Oakland. Nice. 84 wins for the Giants. Both teams play hard, my man. That's from Oreo Cookie in Oakland. So Oreo Cookie is going with the under for both teams. 85.5 is the win total line for the Giants. 70.5 is the win total line for the A's. Can't believe it. 70.5. I really, I, I took the over. Now, granted, I don't have a lot of. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't have a ton of money to to spend anymore. So you know, I just put a you know a little bit on it, a little, little couple bucks, a couple of shekels. Yay's over win total seventy one. I think they can get seventy one wins. We don't know how they're gonna play. Granted, they only have 
four starters in their in their depth chart, according to ESPN.com, so I don't really know what to make of their team. But I'm interested to see how it goes. And I want to see what Tyler Beatty looks like. Because I think Tyler Beatty, there are, there are some high expectations for him, but then he got injured, and now he's coming back. I want to see Tyler Beatty and what his role is with the team. I want to see how things work out for Camilo Duvall. Thankfully, he made the opening day roster. So here's how it's looking with your pitchers. As I mentioned, Logan Webb, Alex Wood, Anthony DiSclefani, Carlos Rodon, and then on the other end, you got Alex Cobb. Then you got Jose Alvarez. You also got Tyler Beatty. You got Dominic Leone. You got Harlan Garcia. You got Zach Littell. You got Sam Long, who was a starter for a couple of uh, for a couple of starts last year, coming from Sacramento. That was a cool moment to see uh, in last year's season. So that staff, to me, you give them another year, they could be very good. Joey Barton, Kurt Casale are your catchers. Joey Bart. I know a lot of people are saying there's no pressure on him. But I, I think it. I I don't think that's the case. I know this is going to be his first full 162 game season. But if they want any power at all from this lineup, Joey Bart's going to have to be the one to provide that. I mean, it's been so long. It's been since 2018. But Joey Bart has to provide something here. We can't just. We're going to have to be patient, and it's not going to be. Yeah, he goes 0 for 4 on opening day. All right, you need to start Kirk Casale for the rest of the season. Not saying any of that, but. I, I think he needs to be hitting, I mean, at least 260. I need to be seeing that. And I need to see him have that home run power. Because when he did play, his when you look at all the analytics, everything there, he was hitting the ball hard. He was hitting the ball hard. It just was going right into the shift, really. You know? And it just wasn't going out of the park. So I'm very excited to see what Joey Bart can do. But, you know, and, and pressure is such a strong word to use. Maybe it's not pressure, but I do think Joey Bart needs to provide something. Then, of course, in the infield, you got Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Mauricio Dubon, Tyro Estrada, Wilmer Flores, and Luke Williams. You're waiting for Evan Longoria to come back, but that infield is going to be without Chris Bryant at third. And, you know, they're going to miss him, but defensively, Mauricio Dubon, he, he can make some nice plays, but he can also make some errors as well. I just need Dubon to be better on the base pass when he's running. My goodness. Some of the mental mistakes that you'd see Mauricio Dubon make just leave you it, it just leave you scratching your head. You know, when he's on second and he's not reading a ball that's hitting to the gap and he's trying to go home on a you know, on a play that just doesn't make sense where he'll clearly be thrown out. He needs to clear those things up um, if he wants to remain on this roster going into this season. And then in the outfield, you got Steven Duggar, Jock Peterson, Darren Ruff, Austin Slater, and Mike Yastrzemski. Now, Joey Bart, I said, needs to pick things up. Mike Yastrzemski needs to do the same thing. Mike Yastrzemski, they're going to need him to be that Mike Yastrzemski that they saw back in 2020. He had a moment last year. That moment was when the Diamondbacks were up. I think it was a... 6 nothing game until the Giants scored a run, and then they made it a 7-1 to game, and then they made it a 7-4 to game, but Mike Yastrzemski, with the bases loaded, hits a grand slam, it goes into the water. We need more moments like that, though. That's really the only thing I can pinpoint. Mike Yastrzemski is a solid outfielder. Steven Duggar's going to have your best arm, and he's got a lot of speed. But you're going to need Mike Yastrzemski to do it with the bat because last year was not good. He only hit 224 after hitting 272 in 2019 and 297 in 2020. 
and he had 21 home runs in 2019. He had 25 home runs last year, but a lot of them were just quiet home runs. A lot of them were just quiet home runs. So look, man, opening day is back. I'm super excited about it. If you're at Oracle Park and you see someone in a Tim Lincecum jersey with the name Freak on the back, you can feel free to say what's up. Can't always promise it's it's, it's me, but normally, you know, it's, I got this got this jersey from back when the Giants won back in 2010, and you can't really find it anywhere else because it was a special edition jersey. So if you see a guy in the Freak jersey, you can tap him on the shoulder, you say what's up. Say what's up from the 650. Give me a Tiger update, Steven. I don't have a Tiger update for you yet. He was minus one yesterday. He was fantastic. I can't even remember which hole it was on, but man, he hits it into the he hits it into the trees, and he somehow and it's this is what makes these professional golfers just so unbelievable. Tiger Woods um, as well, but he's on the the pine needles. I think they were the pine needles down there. And he somehow hits it and gets it right next to the green. Like whatever shot that was, I think it was like it was on the back nine. So I think it was on the I think it was on the fourteenth, maybe the thirteenth or the fourteenth. But it's just like man, Tiger is in it to win it here. And seeing him yesterday, and I'm going to mention this again. This 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 person was in my doghouse. I got so frustrated yesterday because I had the featured groups on ESPN Plus. And at, on the eighteenth, as he's walking up. You know, and you're getting the crowd, you're getting the applause, and it's it's just it's such a spectacle. As he's walking up to the green to go and assess his shot, assess the landing point for the ball, for his, what looks like his approach shot, the announcers just have to say, "Oh, you wonder, you wonder how that leg's feeling walking back and forth." You really had to say that. You really had to do it. Really, you really had to just mention that on the 18th hole. Can't you wait till tomorrow? We still got we got we have three more rounds after this. You don't need to mention that. Can't wait to watch Tiger again, though. Can't wait to watch Tiger again. It was actually pretty funny. Uh, Tim Hardaway, who was in studio with the Morning Roast yesterday. If you haven't seen it, check it out. You could go to our YouTube page. Go to ninety five seven The Game. Check out the full thing. Tim Hardaway was awesome. But he walks in when Tiger is on the first hole and he's about to putt. And he kind of jogs over to the closest screen that has Tiger on as Tiger's making the par putt, and so we could all watch it. Like, that's the type of draw that Tiger has <laughs> from the 5-1-0. I hate to be a downer this year, but I think both Bay Area teams go under. Win total not going to be good for the Bay Area in baseball. Hope I'm wrong. That's from Tamir in Oakland. Tamir, you're being realistic about it. I'm being optimistic about it. 85 and a half wins. It's a lot for the Giants. 70 and a half wins. Not a lot for the A's. I think the A's can win some ball games. I think they can win 71 on the season. Um, I'm just excited for it. Excited for baseball. Something to be on every day. Nothing better than the baseball nap where you're watching a random game and it's in the third inning. Then you wake up and then it's in the seventh. And you're like, all right, let's do this. All right, cool. I get to watch the back half of the game. Love that. The back third of the game, rather. But the Masters is on. You got UFC 273 on Saturday. Hamzat Chemaya versus Gilbert Burns is really the main event. But you got Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. You got Pyotr Jan versus Alzheimer Sterling. And boy, I hope Pyotr Jan beats him. Please. I need that to happen. I don't like Aljamain Sterling. And then... You got Formula One on Saturday, the Australian Grand Prix, at 10 p.m. on Saturday. So if you don't have anything to watch, Formula One, check it out. But Bonte Hill, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky coming up next on the Morning Roast. Enjoy opening day. We'll talk on Monday. And as always, 
I mean, this is this is very applicable. Go sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 